0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
1: Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are
0: only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
1: Robert Klein, I am CEO of Bundesliga International and a big fan of football as it's meant to be. Thanks for joining us
3: here, Robert. Um, We're going to talk about your role as CEO of Bundesliga International, which, it was surprising to me, was only set up in 2017. I mean, it's clear that the Bundesliga, for a while, has had its eyes on spreading the word. Uh, You set up an office, or the Bundesliga set up an office, in uh, Singapore in, in 2012. So I guess my first question is, what was the tipping point leading to the creation of this international arm of the Bundesliga so recently?
1: Um, So the predecessor of Bundesliga International was DFL Sports Enterprise and that was primarily um, a media rights business. Mm -hmm. So we've been um, selling rights internationally since 2008. But um, we realised that the international um, appetite for Bundesliga, the potential Uh, required a specific focus. And that is why Bundesliga International was created as its own entity in 2017, focused solely, as the uh, company name says, on international business. Importantly as well, media rights, of course, is the big revenue driver. Yes. But we needed uh, to build up a team and expertise uh, in the areas of event marketing, club relationships, digital, PR, business intelligence, so that we could actually um, approach all of our key markets in, in, a, um, yeah, in, in a credible and modern fashion, I would say. And then on top of that, what was important for us is uh, we absolutely believe, and I believe, having done a lot of international business, that you need to be on the ground, I, you need to be where your fans are, you need to be where your partners are. So um, as well as building up the team in the last 18 months, we've opened offices in New York for yeah. the whole of the Americas, uh, in China which is obviously a huge market for us, uh, both partner-wise and and fan-base-wise. And we've also got a um, joint partnership with IMG Reliance in India.
3: And clearly the demand for the Bundesliga has absolutely blown up over, over, over recent years. I mean, Bundesliga revenues have doubled in the last decade. So this was just something that the Bundesliga had to do, basically.
1: Yes, I think uh, that is exactly why I joined. I think it was uh, something the Bundesliga had to do. Uh, it's a fantastic challenge and opportunity. And as you said, um, there has been immense growth uh, in the revenues. And we would like to continue that. Uh, whether we can continue at the exactly the same rate, we will have to see. Um, but we are really, we are empowered. As I said, I've been able to build a great team. We've got now specialists in all of these areas. Um, we're really excited about the way it's gone and the response both from fans because we're now doing a lot more research and from our partners has been um, great and Maybe the ESPN deal that we just signed uh, two weeks ago is a, is a good indicator of that
3: yeah absolutely i mean we'll we'll, we'll come to that in, in a bit i mean it 's quite interesting what you 're saying about having um, something on the ground a presence on the ground I, I, th- I think that's really important as as well i mean i 've seen you before talk about um, customized solutions to feel the emotional connection yes. with the leagues the clubs and and, and the superstars and I, I, th- I think that 's quite right i mean how much of that is, is getting across You know, there's always there's this uh, buzz phrase that the Bundesliga have that you have on all the broadcast football as it's, it's meant to be and I think most people who are familiar with German football feel that but it's, it's a very particular fan experience isn't it? I, I mean and, and something I think when you're talking about European football all over the world is you know you, you've got to try and relate what's there but you've got to try and relate it in a way to an audience that some people are never going to have the chance to experience that the closest they're going to get is in their front room Mm. so with a league like the bundesliga where i would say for example it's defining characteristic is the fan experience is the stadium Mm. experience with uh, the, the crowd so close to the pitch and full stadiums and all of that sort of stuff how do you relate that to people who are just able to
1: watch it on television um, well, I think you've done a great job of describing football as it's meant to be, and it's, it's everything that you've said. Uh, we also think uh, the authenticity is, is important, mm. uh, and that speaks also to the, the fan culture in Germany, um, and which is then translated onto the terraces, but also the style of football. Um, you know if the English Premier League is um, let's say faster paced um, I will not call it kick and rush anymore because that's outdated but faster paced um, we have our moments and there are still the moments <laughs> exactly and that you would say Spanish is on the other end of the spectrum which is like tiki-taka and very technical um, and so on I think that the best kind of football the one I enjoy the most is that one that's in the middle where you get a bit of both yeah. so you've got the physicality but you've also got great skill um, and that's another aspect, that style of football that we that we include under football as it's meant to be. To answer your question, that is why we set up Bundesliga International and that is why we have the local offices for there is a huge fan base who are demanding Bundesliga content and um, who want to get in touch with the league. There is the live match experience so mm. that they can watch on, on TV, but there's a lot more we can do. So this day and age, uh, you know, the Generation Z that are coming, they want to have information about a particular player in a particular team when they re, you know request it mm. we as you may well know we control all of the production from yeah. the live environment to all the digital and social we have a media house in Cologne which is focused yeah. purely on digital content and more and more that content both um, written video or stats based uh, is being customized as we understand what the fans want and in the next five years you will see all sports Um, offerings I believe will be customised what you want to see from a Bundesliga uh, game on a Saturday I'm sure is different from what I want to see in terms of the teams and the players Um, and therefore by being on the ground by actually interacting with our fans and understanding what they want through research and questionnaires and focus groups we're then able to deliver them and even if they don't get to a Bundesliga match, they get the best possible experience on the ground.
3: And I guess you're talking as well about the different way the Bundesliga game and Bundesliga clubs in general might be enjoyed if, say, I'm an Indian fan or a Chinese fan or an American fan or, or, or whatever. How
1: how do you do that? Um, so, as you describe, every fan and every... Um, Region actually have different uh, demands. So how we do it is by similar to what I've just said, by being on the ground and talking to the fans and asking them what they want and and what they they need. Um, there are different time zones as well. So, you know, so for the US, the early viewing parties have become a big thing. So yes. we create, a, we have now got for this year, we're creating a Bundesliga breakfast concept, um, which is linked to um, being able to watch matches in certain areas where you might get, you know, a discount on, on a breakfast, get up early, be with your mates mm. and just make it... Um, Relevant to their market and understanding, you know what time they're watching. In 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 Asia, it's more late time viewing, so it's like um, public viewings in the evening, maybe more in a bar environment and so on.
3: I mean, social media really gives you a unique opportunity to an extent, doesn't it? Because that enables you to um, bring fans closer, so get them speaking directly to players, or get the players speaking directly to them. Yes. Get them in dressing rooms, and they can discover a whole part of clubs and of individual players and superstars that that, that they they couldn't before but on the other hand social media is a challenge isn't it I mean we've seen this week with the issue with the NBA in China I mean you you used to work with NBA Europe didn't you is is, is, is that right so um, I, I mean something so small as a tweet has caused something absolutely huge so at the same time as having this great opportunity yes cultural sensitivity uh, not just to one culture but to a whole variety of cultures is more important than it's ever been
1: absolutely and um, yes we noticed that NBA um, um, situation in China the only way that you can um, really manage it is by being there so the Chinese office is for that we are we actually have uh, as a league we have uh, six of our 18 clubs are in China no other league has that they, they have individual offices? Individual offices okay. on top of the Bundesliga office that we opened um, in March. And it's important to be there, not just, as we said, to interact with partners and fans, but to understand those, uh, the, those cultural differences so that you can address them. And it's part of the education. We meet now with the clubs in China. There is a round table uh, every sort of six weeks or so, and they discuss everything from in terms of commercial opportunities to bringing friendly games to, you know, what can and can you not do? You must be aware uh, of what's important to the Chinese people, to the Chinese government as well, Mm. um, as you would have to understand uh, a situation in Colombia or in the Middle East. They all have their peculiarities and their sensitivities, and it is our responsibility to understand those not the other way around and you talked about
3: the the clubs being part of it I mean obviously if they're proactive Mm. in uh, going abroad and making uh, partnerships and putting roots down in in other countries that's presumably immensely helpful to you what about the tone of social media generally because it's something that German clubs Mm. I, I find are noted for apart from a couple of obvious exceptions I'm looking at say AS Roma Zenit St Petersburg and their English language accounts yes I think it's something that I guess it's quite new to clubs still, but they've sort of struggled with a little bit to actually create a unique voice and a relatable voice. Mm. And Bundesliga clubs are very, very good at
1: that. And that that must be great for you. Yeah, and I think that's because of the work that we've done literally over the last, um, even before my time, probably three or four years, um, digital sports. This is the media house, as I call it, that is set up and done in in Cologne. Focus particularly on on, on, uh, digital type content which will talk to also, uh, as you say, a voice, uh, the importance of being in English for international markets and mm-hmm. so on. Um, there have been a, a number of workshops with all of the clubs where we've uh, discussed these aspects and they've been able to, you know, to take them on board. Um, and it goes then on further, talking about, you know, the uh, Facebook, Instagrams, working how the the, the changes in the, uh, in the algorithms, which they change, you know, from every sort of six to nine months, which can impact where your content is sitting, what are the keywords, how do you have to use them? We constantly exchange on that to try and um, take them on this journey with us. Um, and then hopefully in the end, they'll be even better than us <laughs> and they can do a lot of the work for us.
3: Yeah, and I, I suppose like you look at clubs, I, I suppose the two most biggest and uh, and most visible clubs are, um, are Bayern and, and, and Dortmund. And it was something that's very noticeable from... A living in London perspective that when um, Bayern and Dortmund arrived here for the 2013 Champions yes. League final, was um, it, it, it was it was it was an absolutely fantastic occasion. And what struck me so much about that, and what the clubs I think did so well there, is the fact that um, London is a is a place with 10 professional clubs and always a a clutch of clubs in in the Premier League. But you could easily go around London and sport doesn't have to affect or touch your life. It's not like a place like uh, Newcastle or Marseille or even Dortmund or or, or Liverpool, yeah, where where football is is, is kind of inescapable. London just isn't like that. But for that week, it felt like football leaked out into London in general, which was a, a, a tribute to... Not just what UEFA managed to put on. I think they, they put on a, a Champions Festival at Stratford when the Olympic Park was still building, and that that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But what the clubs did and the image that that, that Dortmund have, have built around themselves mm-hmm. and the way that they've reached out internationally and marketed themselves. I mean, that's that's very smart, isn't it?
1: It is, and they're they're two different clubs with very you know two different um, I would say cultures and and, and strategies. And for us, as the league, it's super important that they do do that work because, in the end, um, the fans, as you will know, as a fan, you either a fan of a club or of a player, hmm. and therefore they bring them to prominence and for them to to travel internationally, to to find a positioning, to, to 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 really communicate with the clubs and touch them. That's how we're going to get people to want to follow and and have you referred to earlier Then this, this the word was used it's an emotional connection when you get that emotional connection then you're going to start wanting to watch more and more another one which is more recent and also is uh, not Dortmund or Bayern but I don't know if you recall Eintracht Frankfurt when they came to town yes f- uh, against Arsenal mm. in the um, it was the semi-final was it Chelsea um, yeah. oh god yes correct Chelsea yep. I was in town there I actually didn't go to the game and I was walking around in the west end I walked around more in the centre and there were twenty thousand Frankfurt fans without tickets, mm. you know, and this is this is the passion that these clubs have. I mean, admittedly, they hadn't gone that far in Europe for some time. It was quite special, but mm. it was unbelievable.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, we had the same with with at Arsenal, and Arsenal. That's the
1: one <coughs> yeah, that was earlier. Yes.
3: Our, Arsenal fans were, I think, taken aback a, a little bit because, in, in a way, our experience in the Premier League is quite mannered. Mm. Uh, it's, it's very different to when I first started to go and, uh, watching football live in, in in the late 80s for example and i think a lot of english fans have almost forgotten what it's like to, to to have that sort of passion so to to be able to to touch that in some way is pretty special
1: yes and it's again when we talk about um building our brand internationally and you know, a brand sounds very business-like but i mean we're taking the bundesliga international uh, and the clubs um that's, that passion that I've, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a sports fan generally, and I followed football uh, across many leagues, mm. um, but having worked in close proximity now with the Bundesliga, you know, for over two and a half years, even I was uh, surprised. And this, this fan culture, as you say, which is really, its the they are so involved, it's really authentic, and on such a large scale. Um, is a message that we want to share. We want people to experience in. and so when we, or rather when the clubs travel as, as they would do to London or to Paris, it's great that they do that and they go in these vast um, swarms with really a, a joyous, you know, a joyous attitude.
3: How do you think traditional Bundesliga match-going Bundesliga fans have have, have responded to this? Because, of of course, on one hand, the commercialisation mm-hmm. of the Bundesliga helps their clubs because it it helps them have more money, get better players, Mm. maybe succeed in Europe, as as we've seen with Bayern and Dortmund over over the last decade. But German football fans are very, very protective of what they see as their matchday experience. I mean, going back to Dortmund again, it's something that they've obviously had to deal with. And they keep back... A small section of tickets for for international visitors, but they want to preserve that, as you say, the realness of of, of the experience. Yeah. So, how is it finding that balance? How much of a challenge is it?
1: It's uh, it's it's an interesting challenge. It's exactly that. I mean, um, the DNA and the authenticity has to remain, um, and, and the clubs and for the fans that is very important. But I think there is also an understanding that um, if you want. To grow and to perform the international markets is is an area that you have to play in. And certainly our exchange with the clubs, which is extensive, right, as a league, again, as I look around, I don't see, um, I don't think there's any other league that has so much um, uh, exchange with the clubs. We sit in an international commission on a quarterly basis and we talk about concrete plans, right, whether that's going to be digital content strategies or um, bringing new events, um, uh, Bundesliga Cups or whatever uh, around the world. Um, and the clubs are really, they are understanding internationalization more and more. And I think they're also communicating it back to the bases. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Mm. In my view, of course, it it's not a bad thing at all. It's a very positive thing. But you're right, there is that balance and there is uh, some, sometimes uh, kickback from, from the fans and the clubs try to manage that.
3: And you talked about bringing the experience to, to other markets. I mean, clearly that can be done with pre-season tours. I mean, you've been very clear and unequivocal yeah. before that um, taking an actual regular season Bundesliga match overseas is, not as, is, is, is no. just not on the table. No. I mean, is, is that... Due to uh, almost the product is weakened without its tradition.
1: I think it's due to a, it's been asked and it was well you know thought through and the basic answer is it's one thing. If you take one game out, how does that affect the competition? Yeah. Right. And, and you know what if if the integrity of the, the integrity competition. Of, exactly yeah. the integrity of the competition and that you know Frankfurt maybe uh, lost their game against uh, Wolfsburg because they were playing in whatever in some uh, territory where it wasn't success and there's no fans you yeah. can't really explain it so the integrity of the competition was the first and the second is also for the fans the, You know, the, the Bundesliga and the fans are very important and mm. we we respect that and that's why we will not take games and we uh, full professional games um, or rather league games I should say but there are so many other things that you can do mm. and I grant you that a friendly is not the same thing as a fully fledged Bundesliga championship game but it's a very, very good substitute and there's so much you can do around it in terms of um, then activations with the fans. Uh, when we go, we also try and get into schools, do some CSR programs and we create a whole load of content and we maximise the opportunity with our local offices to, 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 to have this interaction um, and it, it works well.
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you do get that, don't you, that a bit before the season, especially coaches complain about the amount of travelling and what have you. Yep. But but. Is it just something that they have to deal with now because there's a responsibility to the fans in other territories?
1: I mean, Werder Bremen went to South Africa um, last January and they had a very good start to the second half of the season. Yeah. So, And suddenly it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll go again this year. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of, it's it's uh, it's uh, the the, the, the sporting directors, they have to focus. That's their job. They have to focus on the team. Yeah. Therefore, they have to think about long uh, distance travel and so on. Um, but they're more and more and with good planning and with our support as well, because we support the teams also uh, on a financial way to go internationally, but also, um, uh, yeah, with, uh, with partners and, and trying to make their whole experience as worthwhile as possible the, my feeling is that the clubs and even the sporting directors are are, are saying it's it's okay if it's planned correctly um, and they don't travel you know whatever four times a year it's probably once maybe sometimes twice so tell us a bit about
3: the ESPN deal that's yeah. just, that's just been signed because you were talking before about the office in New York City yeah. Bayern have got roots down there as well they've yes. got they've, they've got an office in in, in NYC as well um this is a big deal for the Bundesliga because it's a six-year deal which is is pretty long. How did it come about with ESPN?
1: Well, the um, right cycle was up at the end of this season. Yes. Um, So we canvassed the market uh, with all players uh, who were of interest and I would say in the last um, two to three months um, ESPN were making real progress. Two things. They showed that they had an appetite for the Bundesliga which is important Mm. and I would say more crucially for me they understand the potential of what we can offer as a league and what I mean by that is what I've talked about before that we are gonna knock the live rights is going to be a key component no doubt about it but we are going to bring clubs events we are going to create um, content um, types for short-form long-form original programming and We do storytelling. That's effectively what we are. We are a media company and one of the best if not the best Storytellers in sports in the world is ESPN. Mm -hmm. So we were very very uh, excited by it. And then the conversations deepened um, and uh, Yeah, it ended up in us signing the deal at the beginning of um, Beginning of September and announcing it two weeks ago.
3: I mean clearly um, the US and the Americas in general are a huge sports market anyway, Um, but if we look at the Bundesliga's particular relationship with, with the U.S., I mean, if you look at um, U.S. and U.S.A. qualified players, yes. I think they've, they've been more in the Bundesliga than there have been in any other European top flight. It's over 50 Correct. now players that, are, that, have, that have played there. So how much does this make the relationship extra-specially important?
1: I think a lot. Um, I mean, in all of the markets that we go in, we ask ourselves the question, why would people want uh, to watch football and particularly the Bundesliga above whatever else is there, whether it's, you know, their Facebook account or or watching other sports? And this um, legacy and history that we have of American players, as you said, over 50, more than any other league by by a country mile, um, and currently today with uh, 11 American players, And we've also seen over the years that this is a constant thread. So the young American players or just the American players look to the Bundesliga. There is this connection when they want to look at top European football and to also have a chance to, to really play. Um, we believe, and that was one of the reasons also why we went through to 2026. That's when the World Cup will land on uh, the shores of the US, Canada and Mexico. Yes. Um, and we believe in ESPN too, is that this connection, there's the top flight football but it should be the league where the young Americans want to watch is on Bundesliga because of this connection. And we are going to create great content consistently about American players in the Bundesliga. What's it take to become a top five player? You know, what, what are their lifestyles? What are they doing? Um, you talked you know, even about having Skype interviews, uh, you know, in, in areas or yeah. at times uh, with, with uh, wherever it is, um, uh, you know, Josh Sargent, it could be. And we want to tell the story of the American players The 95% of those who've played in the Bundesliga are also U.S. men's national team players. So it's the top... Um, uh, Level within American players. Well, that's potentially huge for you, isn't it? Because I
3: think people do overlook what an enormous appetite there is for football, stroke, soccer, especially related to the national team in the
1: States. Yeah, and so we will tell those stories and we believe, you know, fundamentally at the highest level, you could say maybe the Bundesliga will contribute to a successful US men's national team during the 2026 World Cup.
3: And this must be especially a big deal because I think if you look at... um, Uh, football audio visual rights over the world is is, is difficult at at the moment because what we've seen say in the UK Mm -hmm. is a sort of fragmentation of the rights away from just the traditional big players like say just Sky and BT having it you've had um, Amazon popping up this season and you've had what happened with La Liga for the rights where they they went with 11 now uh, La Liga have done a, a lot of great stuff to expand the brand internationally but clearly that didn't really work out for them so how important is it to bet on something that's bet on a partner that's traditionally big and that's traditionally
1: established? I mean, I think it, it's important. And with ESPN, I mean, you're getting you're getting yes, ESPN Plus, but you're going to get also ESPN Network, and then a digital footprint. So here I'm talking about their ESPN.com and their yeah. um, their specific soccer uh, sites and so on. Their footprint on a monthly basis is over 90 million mm-hmm. unique users. So we have, as I said, the live environment we are going to be creating content in the digital space to try and address as many of those 90 million of course it will not be all of them who are um, football stroke as you said soccer fans and then Bundesliga fans so it's um, um, we're really excited the potential the partner honestly I think uh, we couldn't have had a better one to take us to the next level in the United States
3: So we're in London so sh- we should probably talk about Britain a, a little bit. Yep. How much of a philip has Jaden Sancho's progression been for the Bundesliga in terms of a British audience do you think?
1: Um quite significant I think BT are very happy because mm. obviously he is a, he's a phenomenal player. Mm. We're trying to do a lot more uh, around him again in terms of production of content and, and to get you know access and we work very closely with the Borussia Dortmund to get the right balance but he's been it's been uh, great for us and what we've also seen is this expansion of more a bit like not too dissimilar to the United States uh, p- um, picture where yeah. young players who want to get game time in a top league and are played uh, are doing that um there is also Lukman who's come back uh, to Leipzig yeah. um and John Joe Kenny. Kenny. thank you, exactly. He's also had a very good start to, to the season. I think he was Everton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we have currently 11 um, players in the Bundesliga of English, um, in fact, not of English background, who are English. And that's, yeah, it's great. And it's a help for us also, obviously, you know, when we're going to be discussing the next right cycle uh, in the coming months because we know now and um, the broadcasters understand we can offer something different and we, th- we see that trend continuing for the foreseeable future.
3: And, so i guess many other leagues in europe aspire to the premier league as a as a commercial model um when the bundesliga was setting up bundesliga international um what extent were they trying to align themselves with the the premier league and with the premier league's commercial style when getting that off the ground
1: So I would separate commercial style and commercial success, right? Commercial success, everyone would like to chase the Premier League because they have uh, done a a great job there. Commercial style, I think um, we are fundamentally different. um, As far as I know in terms of our setup, in terms of uh, we have set up Bundesliga International. We have, as as the league, therefore brought in experts to build our um, business internationally Mm. um, with quite some investment. And in all these areas, as I've said, of course, the media rights, but then the digital, the marketing, um, PR and so on. Um, and the opening of local offices, which is which is quite different uh, from, from the Premier League. Um, and then we've set our own goals because, yes, the revenue is um, absolutely key. That's yeah. what the clubs want and the clubs are our shareholders. So it's yeah. often, you know, Mr. Klein, how much are you bringing in or you and your team? Um, but we have the longer term view as well which is important, which is we have to build the brand. And when we say the brand, it's not just the Bundesliga, it's absolutely the the clubs and the players. Um, and that is the long-term view, which we of course hope will bring us also commercial partnerships and uh, better media rev- revenues over time. But more importantly and fundamentally, that authenticity is so that the fans can really engage with our league, have that emotional connection, and you can only deliver that if you invest.
3: I mean, could we say in a, in a way that the reason that the Premier League and the Bundesliga are so desired and, and so, I think, keenly followed internationally. You've said that they're fundamentally different in some ways, but also they're fundamentally similar in a lot of ways because I think the experience that people relate to the Bundesliga and the Premier League, it is that intensity. It is the fact that the fans are almost on top of the pitch, which and I think you look at the way... The action is in the stands and the way it is on the pitch in the Bundesliga and the Premier League they're kind of related mm. in a way that they're not necessarily in in other leagues so getting that to sort of come out the television mm. and th- that that feeling of excitement mm. pace intensity yep. th- 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 they have that in common don't they
1: yeah I would uh, agree on that level and that f- you know from the Bundesliga perspective uh, specifically that's a lot of the work that we've done so as as we have um, you know the Bundesliga football as it's meant to be and within that you talked about the crowds and the passion Mm. then taking that onto the TV or even onto the digital areas Mm. we are now doing um, a lot of features on fans um, in the live broadcast we're thinking about how we're filming so we can get this across more right Um, and some of the choreographies that they do at the beginning of matches are unbelievable I mean I don't know how much time these fans and volunteers spend but they are literally I mean it's like a piece of theatre Um, You should see some of the stuff that was done in Frankfurt around the European Games. It was unbelievable and mind-blowing to a lot of uh, other fans who picked it up who maybe don't watch the Bundesliga but watch the the Europa Cup. Um, And we we just love to share that. It's just such a celebration. And how realistic do you think it is that certainly
3: internationally the Bundesliga can compete with the Premier League now? I mean, we know the Premier League is watched all over the world. The same is becoming of the Bundesliga I mean I saw you talking about um, the possibility of the Bundesliga becoming the most watched European league in China clearly the Bundesliga and Bundesliga International have been very front foot about that um, there's the office that's been set up out there there's also a Chinese language website which I believe at the moment is is unique is it, is it realistic to say that the Bundesliga could overtake the Premier League well, in, a, in a market like that which is obviously a huge market
1: I think China for sure it's possible I know I want yeah. to be I don't want you know um, I don't believe in making wild statements for the sake of it but China is a huge market and we've been present there for very long and we've now also adapted started in fact when we set up the office in uh, in Asia Pacific by Peter Leibel yeah. uh, one of the reasons why we've been so successful there is because he really um, nurtured and built the um, Chinese relationship and with the team started digital content and so on and so forth Um and when I'm there, when I walk around, I see as many Bundesliga shirts as I do in the Premier League. Mm. So it's, it's very close, um, and therefore why not? And then, you know, sports is, is a funny thing. It, if we have one Chinese player in the next year who would come to Germany, that pretty much would maybe clinch it, Yeah. you know? So I think China is absolutely for sure. In the other markets, we take it market by market. So there are some where we think we are closer, we could be competitive. Japan, we're very, very competitive, a lot of Japanese as well. The US were very ambitious, uh, yes, I mean, um, the Premier League again have a head start there, but it would be possible. And then, as we said, we've looked at a number of other markets where we think we could compete close to be number one or, or not, and other ones will just solidify as a the strong, clear number two, and then work over time. But if, you know, that, that's 10 years, but maybe in 30 years, again, anything can happen. Uh, and if you've got the right combination of um, being present on the ground, the emotional connections, we said, and importantly, the players, you know, if you can get a player from a given region or country to come and play in your league, that changes a lot.
3: You talk about the individual players, um, I guess we generally speaking associate um, the Bundesliga uh, with being a collective experience rather than necessarily the veneration of individual stars mm. though those stars are important and you know we hear more and more about the fact that you know some football fans out there prefer to follow individual players mm. rather than following clubs when you have a player like Filipe Coutinho yeah. arrive at Bayern yeah. how big is that for the league?
1: I love those kind of arrivals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for the league, it's uh, it's very important. I mean, um, we both know our football. He is a world-class player. And what Bayern and the German clubs often do very well is, you know, he he, he, he said now, he says, Bayern is a family, mm. you know, and I, I hope he will stay for a, for a long time. But um, we have got strong club brands and we want to build some other ones. But, uh, you know, superstar players are great. And the other thing is, and that's interesting for us, um, Coutinho is an example for global superstar. But if you're working in specific markets, uh, you take the the US, right? Mm. Josh Sargent is a superstar. Yeah. We have to deliver that, and we can we can bring that content. Um, uh, Kimmich is very much liked in in Asia. Um, yeah. I think that's also you know linked to okay. the national team. Absolutely, um, Müller is a superstar uh, in 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 the Asian area as well, and also in uh, in LATAM from the 2014 World Cup. We, it's our job to pick up all those things and. Uh, create the superstar stories so when, when you
3: talk about maybe bringing superstars bringing more superstars to the yeah. Bundesliga um, as a fan 50 plus 1 I, I, I find is one of the most attractive things of the Bundesliga mm-hmm. it's something that tells you that fans are at the heart of it mm-hmm. um, that clubs in most cases always going to be there they're not subject to the the whims of big business but then again you've had Hanover for example and Martin Kint trying to move away from that he wasn't able to he wasn't able to um do away with 50 plus one and make Hanover an exception to that he said it was important in terms of investment but um people didn't agree with him um How do you feel about 50 plus one from an internationalist perspective? Is it a break on expansion? Is it a break on bringing bigger players into the Bundesliga that would help to sell it more internationally? Or is it something that is as important to the image of the league as any of the other aspects we talked about?
1: Um, Well, I don't think it's a break on the league. I mean, We are the second biggest league after the EPL in terms of revenues. Mm. Uh, We're showing internationally that we're doing some uh, great stuff. Um, and it does, um, uh, you know, put the fans uh, and, and uh, at the centre, you know, of the conversation. How it will develop over time, as you said, um, I don't know. There might be adjustments and so on, but that's something that I leave more to the league and to the clubs
3: so uh, Bayern are clearly huge internationally they're at the forefront of the expansion of the Bundesliga internationally and they do a lot of proactive work in in spreading the Bundesliga gospel if you like but when we're in a situation like we are now on the pitch where there's more competition Mm. uh, Dortmund got very close last season Mm. Dortmund and Leipzig and maybe even others like Bruce you mentioned Gladbach will be in the mix this season how much easier does that make for you to sell the product internationally
1: well we should know and we do know what it is that makes a, a, a league um, attractive to fans internationally and to broadcasters and without a doubt one of the factors and that's um, yeah i said without question is a um, competitive league and so last season was great for us um, and we were very happy to have it um and the beginning of this season is is is, is great we want a competitive league we want it to be um uh Ideally until the last day, but certainly until the last few match days, the Bundesliga has always been competitive in terms of the places for Europe. Yes, if you if you're really uh, into the league and it's important uh, for the so for the Champions League and for the Europa League and then also for the relegation. I mean the the. the the fights off there are always going on down to the last day and make for the crazy last half hours of the last day uh, which we produce very well in a conference fashion Um, but we want that also for the number one spot Um, and as you've seen at the beginning of this season we've got it currently Borussia Mönchengladbach are are first and um, long may it last
3: When we were talking before about uh, I I guess relative financial egalitarianism um, and the fact that a business can't come in and do a Manchester City or do a Paris Saint-Germain does that actually help the Bundesliga long term in terms of competitivity because it's, it's it's something that we see again and again in big European leagues you know Juventus winning several titles in a row um, Paris Saint-Germain even Barcelona winning out 8 out of 11 uh, the last Ligas is that something that okay Bayern are having a moment right now but generally it's well set financially to be a more
1: competitive league I think so I mean they, 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 you know the, the, the clubs are not um, that far apart, and I think um, yeah, it, it works quite well. And, you know we did see though that you know Bayern did have a, a long run um, yeah. and again last year uh, managed to win just at the end, but that was you know very exciting. Um, yeah, we'll have to see.
3: Um, finally, we're going to wrap this up. Yes. but um, where do you see the Bundesliga being te- in 10 years' time, both domestically and internationally?
1: um the long time i know yeah, it's a long time well uh, internationally because of everything that we're putting in place now we really are looking to the future um i hope um in some territories as we just described as 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 the number 1 uh, european league that the football fans are, are watching for um and then very well placed in, uh, in another uh, number of key markets but what i also hope in 10 years time is a lot of the work that we do um is when we work in, in our key markets is also to grow football there and to help um, uh, develop the football fan base, uh, bringing activities which engage and which can, um, yes, as I said, develop and help the sport in that region. That's also important for us. Um, of course, we want to drive the brand and we want to grow revenues, uh, but also leave a, a legacy so that, you know, it's really done in sort of in a partnership manner, which is important for us. Um, domestically, you know, I think the league is very, very strong. Um, i mean the uh, i don't know in terms of the the awareness levels of the other leagues in terms of the research has been done but in in the uh, in germany it's it's very high it crosses across the whole of the society um, i mean saturday sunday is all about the bundesliga it's unbelievable mm. it, it dominates the news i think more than in in other of the uh, key markets although i know the premier league is important in the premier um, in england and la liga in in spain it but it just it seems to me and that's just again my my personal feeling um that it is it just runs very deep and that is going to remain so i expect therefore that it will remain strong and hopefully that the revenues will um you know continue to grow domestically um and then allow the clubs from my perspective to do a bit more internationally
3: well we're enjoying it over here at the moment anyway certainly but thanks so much for your time robert my
1: pleasure it was great thanks andy